Thank you so much for coming today. Let's welcome one another, especially if you see visitors. Let's do that right now. Thank you. Thank you for coming today. If you are here for the first time, we welcome you. We'd like to ask you to fill out one of the visitor's cards. And if you have any special prayer requests for this coming week, if you'll list those on one of those visitor's cards, those will be honored this coming week. 
Tim is going to, who's coming? Tracy, are you coming? Who's, who's going to lead in the prayer? Y'all both come on up here. <laughs> Susan told me right after y'all got married that y'all went to the zoo. <laughs> Susan told me that right after y'all got married, you took her to the zoo. And when y'all crossed the gates, uh, they looked at you and said, to Susan, thanks for bringing him back. <laughs> Your last son, I'm going to let you get away. <laughs> hey, it's great to see everyone here this morning on the last day of the year. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, please. Father, good morning. As we come to you on this beautiful Sunday morning, Father, the last day of the year, as we reflect, just as the choir just sung, Father, we rejoice in the blessings that you have provided for us. Father, as we read on the front of our bulletin, it says, I know the plans you have for us. Father, we know as we start into a new year as individuals, families, and as a church, Father, we will go undergo tremendous change. But Father, we know that you have the plan, that you are here for us, and you will provide. Father, again, we thank you. We praise you and we honor you for the blessings that you give us. In the Lord's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy, so much. Look, quickly, some things in the bulletin. Um, first of all, let me say we've received a thank you card. The church has received a thank you card from Burton and Linda Sherman, and it's posted on the bulletin board. Also notice the happenings this week. There'll be no evening service, of course. Uh, child dedication service will be held during the 11 o'clock service. The office will be closed tomorrow. For the men, the Baptist Men's Day is coming up uh, in January it will be on the 21st at both the 8.30 and the 11 o'clock services. Practices will begin Tuesday night. Now, normally it's on Monday night, but because tomorrow's New Year's Day, the first practice will be held Tuesday night at 7 o'clock here in the sanctuary, and all the other practices will be held on Monday night. Also, the women's prayer group will meet at the home of Jeannie Carver. Uh, notice on Wednesday nights the missions activity as well as a business meeting here in the sanctuary. And also, the adult choir will practice at night, and don't forget about the exercise class. Several things uh, on the back. Uh, next Sunday, uh, Mr. Larry Beaver, who is a candidate for the interim pastor, will be delivering the morning messages at both the 8.30 and the 11 o'clock service. Please uh, be here. Um, please pray for him. Please pray for the committees as they make decisions about recommending him to the church as the interim pastor. And a new ministry got started several months ago. It's called Vittles and Visits, and they'll be providing meals for the shut-ins and sick on Monday, January the 8th. Uh, folks, this is making a lot of people um, very happy in that, in that the church, not just that they're providing food, but, but that people are visiting uh, people that can no longer come to church. And so... Uh, I, I thank those that are involved in this new ministry. Uh, if you can help by cooking, please find out. You can talk to Tracy Chambers or Faye Parham. Uh, but if you are Sandy Jordan, if you would like to help deliver those meals, uh, they'll be ready by 530 that day. Finance committee meeting will be on Tuesday, January the 9th. And the singing at uh, Cambridge Hills. Um, will be on January the 16th. If you need information, see Susan Carver about that. Um, in the bulletin is a deacon contact list. I am so proud of our deacons. They want to serve you. And uh, so 
Uh, if there is a need that you have in the coming weeks, please, their names, telephone numbers, cell numbers, and also email addresses are on this sheet, and they will be glad to assist you. Um, a new Bible study will begin on January the 16th. There's information in the bulletin about that. Uh, the January calendar is there as well as the devotional literature for January is here at the front and also in the back. We would encourage you to pick one of those up. Um, you know why we have the two prayer lists. One is a list of people that are at places or in ministries that uh, are going to be there for quite a while. And so that's put out monthly, but on our weekly prayer list, let me give you some names that we want to especially mention today. Please uh, remember Craig Thornburg at Duke. Craig had uh, triple bypass on Friday. Rocky Stewart is all, also there at Duke. Franklin Briggs was there, but he came home yesterday afternoon. Please remember Marie Weaver, who also suffered a heart attack this week and had... Um, and had a heart catheterization done. She is at Duke Regional. Uh, Thelma Clayton is here, but she, um, she is at Cambridge. Please continue to remember her. Keegan Long in Chapel Hill, Shorty Clayton and others at Roxburgh Nursing Center, and Joe Lee in, uh, in Salisbury. Uh, there were a number of other folks that were in the hospital this past week. Ian Perrier had surgery. He is at home. Corky Long was in Duke. He is back at home. Mary Alice Clayton was in Duke. She is at home. Um, Sonia Vaughn continues to take treatments. Uh, please remember Reverend Mike Whit. Um, many of you know Mike. He's a pastor out at New Life Baptist Church, or New Life Church. Um, he was in Duke, and I understand he's going to have surgery this coming week, so please remember him in prayer. Jackie Westbrook will have surgery later uh, in, Jan in January, please remember her. Uh, others at home, Helen Bowes, Christine Clayton, G.H. Clayton, Varys Carver, Elma Clayton, Helen Hackler. Please remember Helen. Helen has the shingles. Uh, Reverend Brian Hager and Den Donald Wilson, Roger Hatcher, Larry Honeycutt, uh, Felix Gentry, Susan Gentry, Willie Alma Suit, Matthew Thornburg, Pam Wren, Collins White, Texi Wren, Donald Wilburn, and Raymond Walden. Please remember the family of Doyen Duncan. As you know, Doyen died uh, last Sunday morning, and his funeral was on, was on Thursday. Okay, Keegan, uh, Keegan Long at Chapel Hill, who was in the Burns Center, has gone home. I want to thank you for being a praying church. Because I'm given the privilege of being in the hospital so often or being able to go to nursing centers on your behalf, um, God has answered many prayers over the years. Please don't stop praying. Please never, ever forget how blessed we are to be able to come into this place and worship God, knowing that people that have been faithful over the years are not able to be here. I just pray that you'll continue to remember the sick, the grieving, whatever the needs of others are. I think Jesus spent a lot of time just comforting people and encouraging them. And you've done that in many ways. And for that, I thank you. Let's pray together. Lord, we recognize that not only have you created our bodies, but you are the healer 
not only of our physical body, but of our spiritual body. We thank you that in Christ we have a new birth into the kingdom of God. And we thank you, Father, for how you indwell us as Christians and help us every day that we'll become more and more like your son. Father, I thank you for this church and for their ministry of prayer. I thank you, Lord, for so many folks that visit and give of their time and love to others. And I just pray, Father, that you'll continue to bless. And may we all be encouraged, Lord, to go out to others. As Jesus said, to go out into the highways and the hedges and bring people to your son. God, thank you for the many hours over the years that people have spent praying for others. God, we pray your blessings upon all that are in the hospital and nursing centers and at home. God, we pray that your healing hand might be upon them. We pray especially for those that have had surgeries this past week. God, we pray for those that are grieving because they've lost a loved one. Lord, I just thank you again for your son who is the resurrection and the life. Thank you that our hope is in him. And because he conquered death, he will give us victory over death too. As we pray together in these moments, we remember the prayer that your son taught his disciples to to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and glory forever and ever. Amen. And our verse for the month of December has come from Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Let's say this together. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will come to all the people. At this time, I'm going to ask our children to come down to the front for our children's moment. Right, if you and, and read the prefix me 
end tired, so that's why you retire. But anyway, never mind. Um, but it says also, as one of the definitions of retire, to remove oneself from the daily routine of working. And I guess that's a pretty good definition of what I'm going to do. I hope to keep still working and preaching and all, and praying for people and visiting people. But it's time for me to rest, okay? But I'm going to show you. Years ago, a group in the church gave me this clock. You know who those characters are? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Yeah. Charlie Brown. Yeah, Charlie Brown's my first cousin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but look, you can't see it from where you're sitting, but it says at the bottom of the clock, it says, Life is going by too fast for me. Stop the clock. And you know what? I can still remember when I was y'all's age. I really can. I can remember going to the woodlot behind our house and climbing all the trees and picking blackberries in the summer and going fishing and digging bait worms. I love fishing. You love fishing. I do too. Do it here? Yeah. Okay, I'll be ready to go tomorrow. All right? <laughs> but look, my life is going by so fast. But you know what? One of the best parts of my life has been to be your pastor here at the church. And I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for coming to the church with your mom and dad. And I just pray that as you grow up, you'll stay in church and you'll keep learning about Jesus. And you'll trust him one day to be your personal Savior. And you know what? God's got plans for your life. I don't know what it is. And you don't know yet that God's got plans for your life. He loves you so very much. And we love you here at the church. Thank you, guys. And I'm going to say a prayer for you, okay? Dear Jesus, thank you for all of our children. God, I thank you for parents and grandparents that bring their children and grandchildren to church. And Lord, I pray for these, these children that as they grow up, you would bless them. God, I thank you for the life that you're going to give them. And I thank you that you love them. And may they continue to hear the story of Jesus. And may they give their hearts to him. And may your will for their lives be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. All right, I'm going to see you later. Go fish tomorrow now. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
Dale, would you lead us, please? Thank you for this another opportunity to be in your house today. Father, we ask that you would be with all the names that Herbert mentioned this morning. Just lift them up in a way that only you can do. And Father, we ask that you would bless this offering as we take it up. And just use it to the advancement of your kingdom. We ask these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. 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 Day, um, Debbie wanted, well, she didn't just want to, she told me she was going to say some words. Um, 
she has received a lot of jokes from me over the years. Um, I could not have been your pastor if it hadn't been for her. Um, you've already heard me say this. I've never given her enough credit for what she's done. Um, she worked while we were in seminary uh, so that I could devote um, as much time as possible to studying and preparation. Uh, she birthed our two children. Uh, she has had a large part to do in raising them. And um, so she wants to share with some things with you. Debbie, I appreciate you, and I honor you by the things I've just said. And I do love you. <laughs> All right? Um, Herbert and I both have the same scriptures, so um, I'm not going to read the scripture, but it is from Philippians. Um, I just want to thank everybody. We always, people think about the the minister ministering to the church, but I just want to share some things that y'all have ministered to us. Um, I just want to thank you um, for everything that you've done over the years. Um, the prayers, the unconditional love, um, because... <clears throat> for those, if you haven't been through menopause, when you get ready to go through it, you're going to know you're going to be ill sometimes. But, you know, y'all love me through that, even if I had a bad day. Uh, <laughs> so um, I just appreciate that. The love, the hugs, the kisses on the cheeks for Norma Jean, um, the gifts, the food, the cards, your presence in times of our griefs and joy. You have shared in all that, and that is how you have been able to minister to us. Lately, the prayers, the cards, the visits, the food, and for the ladies that came to babysit me, because I couldn't be by myself for the first two weeks, so I had people with me every day, and um, I appreciate that because they gave up of their time. Um, also, another way that you have ministered to us is um, groups of doing shopping trips and beach trips. Um, for the ones that do the shopping trips and the beach trips, they know Herbert doesn't like to shop. So that's a ministry to him that he doesn't have to take me shopping at Christmas. <laughs> um, so those are all of the ways, and there's so many ways that you can minister to the next family that comes in. So I hope maybe I'll say something today that will cause you to think, hey, I can do that. I can do that. Um, the first night that we were in Roxboro, so many men were helping Herbert move us from Moncure here. Um, and when we got here, when the girls and I, well, it was just Rebecca and I, when Rebecca and I got here, there was food waiting for us at the house. Um, and that has come all throughout the years. Y'all have done that. Um, there's a couple of things that I want to share um, that um, ways that you've ministered to and blessed us by allowing us to be a part of your family and you being a part of our family because you are our family. Um, our parents are deceased and we have, Herbert has two brothers and I have a sister, but you are our family and I hope you will always know that. Um, I remember when we first came to Roxborough, uh, I think Betty Jean and Ernest were making a stew and Herbert just pulls in the yard and he says, we're going to eat stew. And I says, have we been invited? He said, no, you don't do that. You just drop in. I said, oh, no, no. <laughs> and I still haven't learned quite to just drop in, but I, I'm still working on that part. Um, when my mama died, well, let me back up. Miss Clayton always would have her children in years past. They would eat at her house on Saturday evening. 
and she would always include us as part of her children. And so we got to go and have that fried chicken, homemade biscuits and gravy a lot of times with them. Um, the year my mother died in July, the girls and I had been to the pool and we had clothes in the washer and the dryer. And I got the phone call that my mama was brain dead and that they were going to try and keep her on life support till we could get there. I had no clue how to get us all ready. So I called Miss Clayton's house and Patty and Colleen and Jan came and they packed us up. They got our clothes ready. They got the girl, they got Rebecca and, and Ella ready, um, so um, that was a part of how they ministered to us, was just coming and taking care of us. Um, the things that I am sharing um, or getting ready to share, I have asked permission um, to share. Um, when Helen Jones's daddy died, Herbert was in Durham, and I was cutting grass. So I had shorts on and a T-shirt, and was just dirty because I had a push mower then. And um. Rebecca come outside. She says, Mama, Miss Helen's calling. You need to come to the phone. I says, okay. So when I got to the phone, she was telling me about her daddy was getting worse and that Herbert was in Durham. It was going to take him a, at least 45 minutes to get there. So she asked me to come. And I says, well, Helen, I'm dirty. I, I'm, I'm cutting grass. She said, I don't care. Just come. That was a huge blessing to me to be a part of that. When I got there, they were sharing about how Helen's daddy was reaching out to the window, and there was a window where his bed was, and he kept reaching out to the window. You could just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. You could feel it. And when he was ready to die, instead of reaching out of the window, he reached up, and you could sense Jesus Christ standing at the end of that bed. So without a shadow of a doubt, I want everyone to know that if you're, a, if you're a Christian, Jesus Christ is going to be there and he's going to walk you home. He is going to do that. Um, and if Helen had not entrusted me to be there, I would not have been able to experience that. So it's because of God in Helen's life and uh, her allowing me to be a part of that. Um, 19 years ago, we were with Kristen and her family at the hospital. Um, and I have asked permission to share. Um, we were able to see that beautiful baby that was going to another home. And they allowed us to be there and to share that joy and that grief all at the same time. A couple of months ago, and most of you already know this because of Facebook, but a couple of months ago we were able to see that young lady and um when she came in and to see the parents we were able to see and be a part of that we were at, at um Sheila and them's barn and having supper there we were allowed to see God's work and God's grace and a full circle of that life coming back to Kristen and her family um, there's not very many pastors' families that can say that they've been able to experience something full circle because we've been here a long time, <laughs> a long time. Um, but it's only because of God in your lives and your unconditional love that you've accepted us um, and allowed us to be here and be a part of you. Um, we have been so blessed because we've been here so long to see so many people that, 
they were having babies. Now their 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 children are grown and they're having babies. And so, you know, like Justin and 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 Tara and is Jenny here? She's my M M&M and M baby, and uh, she's back there. And Leslie and Allison and Stacy, all of them are the teachers. Um, you know, y'all have just blessed my life. Y'all are constantly still teaching me um, things. Um, I promised Herbert I'd be short. <laughs> So, um, I, I need to finish up, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you from a Sunday school class. The teacher that I've been working with all these years has just been awesome. Christy and I just do so good together. Our personalities and stuff just, just match and we get mad at Herbert and Donnie about the same. So, you know, we're, we're good together. The choir, being part of the choir all these years, they have kept me on my right note and my right page. And a lot of times if you see me looking over and flipping, that means I wasn't on the right page. <laughs> um, so I just want to thank everybody, everything for all the love, the support, the kindness, the kisses. It's just, I could go on and on and on. I could just go up and down the aisles and share stories of, of, of how you've blessed us. I have one thing that I do want to say. For the next pastor's wife, embrace her, embrace her, love her. It doesn't matter. You might not like her, and that's okay, but you need to love her. You need to love her. Um, because at our house, some days I don't like Carver, <laughs> but I love him. I don't like my girls, but I love them. So we have days that we just don't like each other. Somebody's just being mean that day. But um, <laughs> just love her because you should respect and love her um, no matter what. Um, so um, I just want to say thank you and that I love each of you. Um, if you're new to the church, I hope something was said here today that you can take and and apply it to investing in the next pastor's family's lives. I appreciate that. Let's pray. Father God, I just come to you, Father, with such a joyful heart, but heavy too. Lord, I just want to pray over our church, dear God. Father, it's a transition taking place. And, Father, I just ask that you guide each and every one. Father, I pray for unity. Father, I pray that you will send the right person to minister here in this, in this church family. And, Lord, I just pray that you be with Herbert and I, too, that you show us where and what you want us to do, Father. But most of all, I pray for your peace, for your guidance, for your love, your acceptance, and your grace. And, Father God, I just thank you that you love each one of us, Father, and that you have given us eternal life, dear Lord. Father, I love you. And, Lord, I just want you to know that everyone that loves you, Father, we have that hope and that assurance that we will be with you. Father, I just pray again for the unity of our church as they make decisions in the months to come, dear God. Father, lead them, guide them, and direct them as we ask in thy name. I have one thing I forgot to share. When <laughs> Give me five more minutes. <laughs>
um, when they came to pack us up to take me, take us, get us ready to go home, I forgot about Snickers, our dog. And this is the funny part: Colleen and well, Franklin and them had uh, were there. Franklin and them had uh, hunting dogs. So Colleen said, "Well, I'll take Snickers." Well, we had a little gray, my little gray Toyota, and it's a four in the floor. So I don't know if Colleen really knew how to drive that four in the floor because of she going out of the park, out of the driveway. She was just a jerk, and you know how you jerk when you don't get the clutch just right. She was just. A jerking poor little Snickers, his ears were just a flopping. <laughs> but she ministered to us by taking care of our dog. Have a seat.
All the glory belongs to Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the privilege of serving Theresa Baptist Church. Thank you, God, for every member from the very beginning of this church and the ones that will continue to serve until your son comes back. And Father, please bless this place. May it truly be a holy place. May it be a place where the word of God is proclaimed in power and in love. May more and more people that do not yet know Christ as Savior be won into the kingdom of God as the story of Jesus is told and retold again and again. May it be a place where Christians are discipled and encouraged and strengthened to leave this place and to go out and serve in your name and to lead others to faith in you. God, I just pray in the moments ahead that you will just guide what I say, that everything would give glory to you, not to me, not to anything that you've allowed me to be a part of here at the church, but God, that every bit of glory would go to you. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was tempted to sit down and write a bunch of stories about the experiences here at church. And I just, honest to goodness, could not bring myself to do that as much as I have enjoyed being your pastor and so many people that have blessed my life and so many stories that I could tell. But today, and if, and if I don't cry, please don't think that I'm not appreciative of, of this church. I'm trying to not cry because I've already boohooed now for about a week and a half. But my sincere desire today is that all the glory and praise will go to Christ and our Heavenly Father. I'm not here to talk about me, although I will mention me a number of times. But there's two things that I want to focus on. Number one, the faithfulness of God. And number two, what you all mean to me and my family and how God has blessed me and my family through you. And now I want to read the passage of Scripture. I did not know what Debbie was going to say. She didn't know what I was going to say. She didn't know the passage of Scripture that I was going to choose. But listen to these words out of Philippians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. I thank my God in every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, making my prayer with joy. Thankful for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel thus about you because I hold you in my heart for you are partakers with me of grace. Both in imprisonment and in defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruits of righteousness which come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God.
In reading those verses, I am not comparing myself to the Apostle Paul. I have not been imprisoned as Paul was for preaching the gospel, but my feelings for you, for Theresa Baptist Church, for our communities, for the people of this county who have been a blessing to me, my feelings for you are similar to those feelings that Paul had for the Philippian church. So I want to mention two things today. First of all, the faithfulness of God. And again, I will mention me a little bit, but I hope you understand the focus is on the faithfulness of God. From the time that I was saved, from the time that I came to know Christ as my Savior at the end of my junior year in high school, from not only that time, but from the time that I felt the call to the ministry and the time that I began serving as a pastor, one of my greatest failures has been my little faith, my lack of faith. And I want to give you some examples of that. When I first came to faith in Christ, I thought there were very few Christians, so I prayed that God would give me Christian friends. And God has answered that prayer ever since. God has given me multitudes of Christian friends, many that are sitting in this sanctuary right now. And you have been a blessing to me because of God's faithfulness in giving friends to me who are Christians. When I felt the call to ministry, I didn't know anything about Christ and about the Bible. I didn't know anything about the church. But there again, God has been faithful. God provided godly pastors, godly people in churches. My home church, Grace Baptist, the first church I served, Moncure Baptist, and Theresa Baptist. And God has blessed me with godly people like you that have been my mentors. And I really mean that. I've learned so much about serving Jesus Christ from all of you. God, again, has been faithful. Another way that God was faithful prior to coming to Christ, prior to entering into the 12th grade of high school, I was poorly educated because of being lazy and uninterested and learning. But again, God was faithful. God had to get behind me and push me along to keep me moving forward. But again, I praise God. I didn't have any money to go to college nor to seminary, but God provided resources for me to go and schools that would accept me. As I've already mentioned, God provided a Christian wife who supported me through seminary and through 41 years of being a pastor's wife. God has allowed me to pastor two churches that had faith in God <clears throat> that somehow, some way, God would use me as a pastor. God has graciously forgiven me when I become discouraged and wanted to quit and give up and griped and complained and spit and sputtered and said ugly words. God has forgiven me, and I praise him for that also. God has given me strength for each day. God has forgiven my many failures as well as my personal sins. And God has given proof to me 
of who he is and the power of his son and of his Holy Spirit and the truth of this book, his word. Today, may the honor and glory go to God and to his son and to his Holy Spirit. But the second thing that I want to tell you is what you, Teresa Baptist Church, have meant to me and the blessing you have been to me and my family. I've told you often, I never kept it a secret, that when I finished seminary, I wanted to go back to South Carolina. I told God I wanted to go back to South Carolina. I demanded at times that God send me back to South Carolina. But God had something far better than I could ever imagine for me and my family. So he sent me to Teresa Baptist Church in Roxburgh, North Carolina. God not only gave me a loving church, but he gave me a love for this church. And I want to tell you, and I'm serious, I fell in love with Theresa Baptist Church many years ago. And that love continues even to this moment and is still growing, and I promise you that. Let me tell you some ways that you've been a blessing to me. Debbie's already mentioned that you've given us unconditional, unfailing love for not only me, but also for my family. You have allowed me to be who I am. Sometimes that's not pretty, and sometimes that's not even spiritual. And I know that. But you have loved me, and the more you have loved me, the more you have inspired me and motivated me to love the Lord Jesus and to love the ministry of his church, of this church. You, the church family, have provided for us physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. And we thank you for that. You have stood with us as we went through family crisis and trials. Debbie's mentioned the death of family members. You've stood with us. You've never ceased to pray for us, and I thank you for that. I've had a lot of discouraging days that you did not cause, but I knew that people were praying for me. You've allowed us to be a part of your family. You've allowed me to walk through life with you. You have given me just five more minutes many Sundays and Wednesday nights. It's untold how many corny jokes you've heard from the pulpit. And I'm proud of every one, by the way. <laughs> but here's something that I really want you to know I'm saying from my heart. You have done the work of the church. Well, I've been the one to receive the credit for it when in reality, under the leadership and power and resources from the Lord, you have made my ministry, our ministry possible here. And folks, you've given me too much credit for what God has done through you and through the church. And God wants to continue to do that in you. Folks, this is not a time 
the doubt that God's in me retiring. It is a time to believe that God's got someone else to come and, and begin to lead you to serve him in a greater and better way. And I believe that he is and that he will. On and on I could go. But lack is with Paul in Philippians 1. I want you to know these things. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, verse 3. In verse 4, I make my prayers for you with joy. In verse 5, Paul says, I am thankful for your partnership in the gospel from the first day. And if I, if I read that into my life, I would say I'm thankful for your partnership in the gospel from March the 24th, 1980 until now. You've hung in there with me and put up with me. And I thank you. And in verse 6, Paul says, I am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I believe that. God is not finished using this church. In verse 7, Paul says, I hold you in my heart. I love the way the Living Bible translates that. You have a very special place in my heart. And I promise you, you do. Verse 8, Paul says, I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. The Living Bible translates that only God knows how deep my love and longing for you with the tenderness of Jesus Christ. Verse 9, Paul says, my prayer for you is that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment. And then he talks about in verses 10 and 11, so that you may approve what is excellent, you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruits of righteousness which come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God the Father. Folks, listen. Thank you for, for letting me stand in this pulpit and share the word of God with you so many times. I thank you, and I love you, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And as I step down from being your pastor, please allow me to become now a fellow brother in Christ as a member of this church. Please pray that God will open the door for me to continue preaching and serving somewhere in a, in a lesser role than being the pastor here, I am very tired, and I've been so afraid in recent months that I've told y'all all along, I'm a very high-tempered person, and I can say some ugly things when I get real tired. Debbie will testify to that, and I'm not proud of that. I'm not, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up in ministry. I just know that it's time for a younger man to come in and be the pastor here but my desire is to continue to be a, a member here and to forever be your friend. I hope you'll see me in many, many places. I hope that you'll embrace not only the interim pastor that will be coming, but also the new pastor. And you'll embrace them with the love and support that you've given me. I want to say also, please forgive me if I have hurt you in any way and failed you. Please forgive me for the ones that I've said, I'm going to come by and see you, and I've not gotten there yet. My time is running out, isn't it? But I promise you, my heart's desire, if I told you I would do something, is that I would. 
there's so many that I could thank. I want to thank the entire membership. I want to thank the deacons. I want to thank Fran, who has served for many years as a secretary treasurer. And Janet, even though her, her position now is, is voluntary, as she has led the choir for many years. Desiree and others, Ronnie and Edith, many that have served as, as housekeepers here at the church. All others who have, who have worked here at the church, all committee members. Y'all have, y'all have done so much work, and again, I got the credit probably for it. I want to thank all of you who have prayed for me and my family. I want to thank those who have taken me fishing and hunting, and I am going to be available tomorrow, all right? <laughs> I want to thank those who plowed my garden and loaned me their trackers. I want to thank everyone who has helped me and my family in any and every way. But I want to thank, once again, especially the pulpit committee that called, that came and asked the church to call us to be considered as pastor because they listened to God when I wasn't. Two of those members, Ibby Clayton and Doyen Duncan, have now gone on to be with the Lord. But I'll not forget their influence in this church and their influence on me. The other three members of that committee were Betty Jean Clayton, Colleen Briggs, and Willie Clayton. I'd been interviewed by at least 30 churches, I would think, from South Carolina. God was trying to tell me something all along, wasn't he? But when this committee came to me, they were just as honest as they, had, they could be. I had a pulpit committee that actually lied to me about their church, and I made a couple of calls and found out they were, they were not telling me the truth about their church. It was in turmoil. But as this committee laid out what was happening at Theresa Baptist Church, they said, it will be a challenge if you come But we promise you that if you come, our people will love you. If you will love us, we will love you. And I'll never forget that day when I went home. Rebecca was about 20 months old, and and I told the committee, I said, I said, my wife and daughter have gone home. Normally after church, she goes home. Debbie feeds her, and she takes a nap, and that was okay with them. And when I got home that day, Debbie said, uh, what do you think about that pulpit committee in that church. And I said, well, we ain't going up there. <laughs> they just terminated their pastor, and they don't give to the cooperative program. That's the truth. Debbie will vouch that I said that. Well, like I say, the pulpit committee listened to God when I wasn't. <clears throat> the happiest years of my life have been here as your pastor, and I want you to know that. And so when I say thank you and I love you, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And one final thing I want to say. May I one more time tell you how you can know God's love through his son. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's the bad news But here's the good news. 
The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, his son. For God so loved the world, for God so loved everyone sitting in this congregation, everyone in this community, everyone in this world, for God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son that if we would believe in him, we should not perish but have everlasting life. How do you believe in Jesus? Well, Paul says in Romans chapter 10, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For man believes with his heart and so is justified. He confesses with his lips and so is saved. The scripture says no one who believes in him will be put to shame for there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and bestows his riches upon all who call upon him. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Folks, I want to tell you one more time. Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he is the Savior of the world. And if you will come to him and trust him as your Savior, you'll be born into the kingdom of God. As we close the service with a hymn of decision, I want to ask you, don't come on this my last Sunday because it's my last Sunday. But if you need to trust Christ as your personal Savior, would you come? Would you come and be born into the kingdom of God? I pray that I've not done anything to hinder anyone from coming to faith in Christ. In this day, not again because it's my last Sunday, but because... You need to trust Christ as your Savior. Would you come? Softly and tenderly, he'll speak to your heart. Would you come? Let us pray. Father, again, I thank you for the blessings of being the pastor here. But I thank you most of all, Father, for your faithfulness, not only to me and my family, but, Lord, to this church throughout the years. And God, I thank you that we don't have to worry about you continuing to be faithful because you will be. And God, I pray your blessings on this church upon every member. And God, today, even in these moments, if there's someone here who who has not yet trusted Christ and you're speaking to them right now saying today is the day, not because it's Herbert's last day, but because you need me, you need a Savior. God, may they turn to your son. May they be born into your kingdom and know eternal life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Our hymn of decision is number 414, softly and tenderly. Would you come if he's speaking to you? Let us stand.
I thank you, Father, for the privilege of being a part of the family of God, and most especially a part of this family, of the local family of God. God, I pray your blessings upon this church. May we continue to look to you for guidance. May we continue to ask you to bless so that we can become a blessing to others. May this church continue to share the gospel and live the gospel before others. May this church continue to reach out beyond the walls of this building and touch the lives of others. God, may people come to Christ because we have committed ourselves to living for you. And Father, again, Lord, I thank you for these people. I love them, and I pray, Father, that I'll always be an encouragement to them and a blessing to them. Thank you again for the blessing that they've been me and Debbie into our family. And God, again, praise you and your son for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.